What's this? Take a cadaver to lunch day? Well, I'm glad to see somebody's not such a sorrowful Jones. Oh, goody. Does this mean I can have this dessert? Last time I had an ear and throat infection, nobody sent me home. I leave you to each other, which is reason enough for leaving. Hey, MASH fans, welcome back to another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me once again, Simon. Ah, gentlemen! Today we're discussing Season 11, Episode 6, Bombshells. It's the 246th episode overall, directed by Charles S. Dubin, written by Dan Wilcox and Thad Mumford, originally aired on November 29th, 1982. And the production code is 9BO2. Morning, Hawkeye. Morning, Charles. What is this? Take a cadaver to lunch day? Well, I'm glad to see somebody's not such a sorrowful Jones. That's because I've got the day off. I met a chopper pilot who loves fishing as much as I do. We're going up to Lake Kogi. Oh, Charles, you're from Boston. Here's something I'm sure will interest you. Red Sox slugger Ted Williams to leave Korea. Oh, goody. Does this mean I can have his dessert? What happened? The ump throw him out of the war? No, it says he's got an ear and throat infection. He's been grounded, and the Marines are sending him to a military hospital in the States. Last time I had an ear and throat infection, nobody sent me home. You ever hit 400? Oh, pipe down, you <laughs> morons. He's a war hero, and he's not leaving the Marines, just Korea. Uh, okay, plot summary for this episode. The whole 4077 for looking forward to a visit from Marilyn Monroe after a rumor starts. While BJ's fishing trip doesn't go as planned. Who cares about Ted Williams? How come you didn't tell us about Marilyn Monroe? What about Marilyn Monroe? You know. Know what? She's coming here. Marilyn Monroe is coming here? Noon tomorrow. Wait a minute. I wasn't born yesterday. If Marilyn Monroe was coming to Korea, everybody'd know about it. Well, not all of Korea, just this unit. Yeah, apparently she wants to express her gratitude to the doctors here who saved the life of her cousin. Yeah. Her cousin was here? Yeah. What, you forgot already? The blonde kid, the, the, um, the young guy with the wound. Oh, sure. I remember. A young blonde guy. That's the one, that's the one, yeah. Wait a minute. I'm the company clerk. If Marilyn was coming here, I'd know about it. Oh, come on now, Klinger. Use your brain. A famous <laughs> movie star like that. Word like that gets out. Mm-hmm. She shows up, she's going to be trampled by yeah. thousands of drooling GIs. You know how private Marilyn oh, is. Yeah. I admit, everything you say makes perfect sense. Or it could just be some stupid rumor somebody made up. Yeah. Nah, I buy it. Hey, I better get busy. I got work to do. All right, for our guest stars, we have Gerald S. O'Laughlin, General Franklin Sherwin. He also had sturdy roles in several acclaimed miniseries, Wills, Roots, the Next Generation, Blind Ambition, and The Matter of Life and Death, and was spotted over the years in a slew of guest parts on such established programming as MASH, Fame, Matt Houston, Riptide, Murder, She Wrote, Too Close for Comfort, Highway to Heaven, ER, The Division, 
Titans and Judging Amy. That's a lot there, isn't it? Yeah. Alan Williams plays Lieutenant Pryor. Alan Williams was born as Alan Victor Lee Williams III. That's a mouthful. He's uh, an actor and director known for Lou Grant being there and Abe Lincoln Freedom Fighter from 1978. He was previously married to Amy Chaffee and Kathy Manny, presumably not at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Michael Bond, who played Captain Hobart. Michael Bond is an actor, of course, known for Torch Song Trilogy, Voyagers, and Remington Still. He is not the Michael Bond who created Paddington. Yes, there was a very much of a close thing where I started to write about Paddington. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Stuart Charno plays Corporal Sue. Now, Stuart Charno was born on September the 29th, 1956 in Queens, in that there, New York. He's an actor and writer known for Friday the 13th Part 2. Oh, not Part 1. What a show. Uh, Christine <laughs> and Star Trek The Next Generation. Yay. <laughs> All right. And then we have a Michael Carmine, patient. Carmine performed in episodes of TV's Hill Street Blues, M.A.S.H., Miami Vice, and Crime Story, as well as in some feature films. His films include Scarface, Invasion USA, Turk 182, Band of the Hand, Batteries Not Included, Leviathan, and Longtime Companion. He died tragically of heart failure. He was only 30 years old. That's so sad. That's too young. Too young. To it pass. is too young. And, and you, yeah. said that with, you said that with great sincerity. Thank over you, the, thank the, you. The, the, last, the last four takes, but well done. Uh, but, <laughs> God, you ruined it um, all, Meds. Oh, yeah, exactly. Come on. Uh, Rob, Robert Townsend also plays a patient. Townsend is best known for directing the films Hollywood Shuffle, Eddie Murphy's Raw, The Meteor Man, The Five Heartbeats, and various other films and stand-up specials. He is especially known for his eponymous self-titled character, Robert Peterson, as the starring role as on the WB sitcom the Parent Hood from 95 to 99, a series which he created and of which directed select episodes. Hmm. Okay. Think it'll be alright? Yeah! Doesn't look too serious. Too bad about the fishing trip. Ah, well. First thing they teach you in med school is don't make plans. Uh oh. What's the matter? Looks like Uncle Sam is having a bad day. Oh boy. Stop that rope down to him. I can't land here. You take it to the seat. We'll lift him back to that field over there, then I can land and we'll put him in the pond. Tie it around yourself and we'll pull you out! Come on, you can do it! Come on! this episode meds why don't you start us off okay so i really like this episode um i yeah and i gave it a nine wow (laughs) 
Who are you? What have you done with meds? It's Christmas, mate. This is the time of recording. This is Christmas. I got I got chocolate and Lego in front of me. <laughs> um, I I tell you the reason why. I tell you the reason why I like it. I like the fact that they you can see where a joke can go a bit too wrong, too long with the Marilyn Monroe thing. How mm-hmm. these things, you know, Chinese tales and all this kind of stuff can go on. Mm-hmm. I also really think it's a brave thing to do in a um, television sitcom. It's always sort of difficult to to call MASH a sitcom, but I suppose it is. It's a situational situation comedy, mm-hmm. uh, but it's also a tragedy. It's like a Shakespearean play. And this sums it up where BJ is going fishing. He's really looking forward to going fishing. He's met a helicopter pilot. You know, they obviously get to know these guys because they come in. Yeah. And he's a fellow fisherman as well. They see a patient. They save the one. But when they see the next one, You know, they're trying to save him, and it's BJ who has to cut the rope to leave him there. And what is so good about that is one, the desperation on the the the, you know the the soldier who's there is bad enough, but it's just a whole reaction of BJ. And normally, I get a little bit. You know, BJ is well known for being somebody who just goes off on the hook and buggers off nowhere. You know, he's mm-hmm. done it before. Yeah. But in this one, you act, you really do. It really hits you because, as he says, he's just you know that one incident has turned him into a soldier. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has, and this this happens many a times in, in climbing exhibitions, unfortunately. And the fact he gives it a bronze star and he gives it away, um, I, I I just think it's. So well done. There's not a lot to this episode. The, the B story is just a comedy element of everything, you know. It was like that when we had um, who, who was the who was the chief army guy who always had the pipe. What's his name? Oh, you know, gosh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He always rode around on a jeep. Um, it'll come, it'll come to us anyway. We did that, didn't we? We had that before where you know he was expecting to come and didn't turn yes. up and all drove straight through and. This is like that with the with the B story, but the whole thing of, of BJ trying to find out if the guy survived, and as far as I remember, you never get to find out if he survived. You don't. No, so that's something that you know they they all take something back from the like and like any poor bugger who goes to war, especially those who are not signed up to the army but are enlisted. You always come back with something, and this is something that's going to haunt BJ for the left, rest of his life. Yes, and I think I think Mike Farrell plays it so so well in this episode you really do feel for him what is interesting about this as well is that the helicopter pilot is not really that is bothered by it but this is something that's clearly happened to him before yeah. you know he has to pick up patients and sometimes he's got to leave them you know yes. the, the 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 you know the the many outweigh the few is to quote a well-known mm-hmm. uh, star trek thing and i just think that you've got the yin and the yang of those two would they ever go fishing again? Them two, probably not. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's the that's the reason why I gave it. I gave it a nine. Okay. I mean, I gave it a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. I but I I think I saw the Marilyn Monroe as the A story and BJ story as the B story. Okay. Just because I felt like the Marilyn was the more prominent of the story that started off the series, you know, the episode. Now, that that's interesting. You say that. Do you think then that? You see, I've always... But that's what tainted my number as well. That's why, because I the, the Maryland was like, eh, it's fine. I loved BJ's story. I'm just wondering if psychologically, I automatically assume... I don't know if this is true, because I'd have to go back and listen to our podcast, and I can't I can't be bothered to listen to my voice again for the <laughs> 10 years. But I'm just wondering if I automatically assume the serious storyline is the A storyline. Oh, interesting. I wonder, if, I wonder if I've done that. Oh, yeah, I might. I've have to never, think about I've never really. I for me, it's it's like whatever is the more dominating story, and I think mm, Marilyn mm. was the more dominating story, 
and the yeah. other one was woven in and out. Mm. That's why. That's how I looked at it. But again, if uh, maybe if I saw it from your perspective as BJ being the big story, the the, the A story, maybe I would have given it a better number because that story, I would give it a nine for that. Yeah, story same as me. Yeah. Yeah, because mm. it was incredible. It was so well done, and I love the fact that we don't find out. It's horrible, but we don't yeah. find out whatever happens to him. You know, normally these they do a nice little bow at the end and everyone's happy and you you know everything's resolved. No, there's no resolution to this at all. Mm. And you feel it as a viewer because you want to know. Like yeah. there was, they were they were under gunfire. So obviously he either got shot and killed or they captured him and he's a POW. You know, he mm. was already injured and you just you felt so bad for him. And the fact that BJ was going to go down and 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 rescue him, you know, was fantastic. The oh, yeah. fact that he had to cut the cord and, I mean, I don't know how you recover from that. Also, it's a great bit of it's a great bit of acting and stunt work here because, obviously, I mean, you, you don't <clears throat> the helicopter appears to be in the air. Yes. Now, whether it's on a stand or not, I'm sure it's in the air, That's and that real. looks like that yeah. looks like Mike Farrell as yep. well. Yep, I it looks the same like thing. Mike Farrell. That does. I yeah. thought the same thing. I'm like, obviously, they're not that far off the ground, but still, that takes. You know, work to, with trees around you, and to be that close to the ground, hovering and, and move, moving blades above you yeah, as well. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. The rumor stuff was stupid, and it should have been. They should have nipped it in the bud at the beginning and not let it grow into what it did. I hmm. did like how Hawkeye did come up with the solution again. You know, as he always <laughs> does. To do the telegram, you know, from hmm. Marilyn herself. So it, everyone saves face. So no one's embarrassed and no one's getting, you know, gets in trouble. I did like that. That was nice. I, I like the resolution to that story. Um, yeah. I love that the the one soldier who was on death's door survived because he wanted to see Marilyn. So something <laughs> good came out of it. You know, who knows if he would have survived? If he would have willed well, himself? You know, I would have. <laughs> so I did. I liked. I liked that they had that little aspect of it. So the that the that that storyline wasn't a total waste. This guy actually yeah. survived because of it, in theory. Because of Marilyn. Because yeah. of Marilyn. You know, the thought of Marilyn coming, oh, I can't die. I have to see her. So he willed himself to, you know, which, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't, you know, medicine, I don't know how truthful that is, but there are people who can, you know, if, 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 your, well, if your spirits are up, you, you heal better and you can, you know, if your spirits are down, you can die. You know, so well, people come out. People come out of comas, don't they? Because yeah. they they hear a voice they recognise, or a bit of music yeah. they recognise, or something like that. You know, yeah. it's, so uh, you never know. So that, I found that very interesting. I love that BJ gave away his bronze star to that guy, to the kid. Yeah. Uh, even though I think BJ deserved that bronze star, he was going to go down. If he would have made it down that rope to rescue that guy, mm. that would have been a bronze star worthy thing and his intention was to do that but again yeah. the bro- he that didn't bro- do it though did he that's he the thing I, I, it's a bit willy-nilly holding these things out but isn't he it, was really? going I mean, to but again the fact that well yeah I, that- I was going i was going to be a multi-millionaire kenny <laughs> but it ain't happened does it <laughs> but my thing my point is is that seeing that bronze star would probably bring up that memory of him cutting the rope exactly yes yeah. so i can understand why he wanted to get rid of it yeah and again i just wrote down what happened to the guy that's still that will haunt BJ forever, and mm. and it haunts the viewers forever too, because you never know. You know, it's never resolved. Yeah. It's not carried on into another episode. We just don't know. And I'm we sure just that happened. That, yeah, yeah. that happened a lot, like you said. They have to make mm. decisions. Who, you know. Well, it will only it will only haunt us until the next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it did haunt me when I watched the episode yesterday. 
to yeah. review for this. Okay. It was. How long for? How long for? I mean, until well, until you had, until you had until you had your boxing die cocktail when it that's Probably. what it was. Yeah, <laughs> and it was over. But still, yeah. it's a very well crafted episode. Very yes, well absolutely. Done. Um, like I said, I gave it a seven and a half, but I definitely give that uh, BJ storyline a nine because it was pretty incredible. Hmm. Cool. Let's go ahead. Let's see. Oh, IMDb gave it God, a seven point six. Okay, so it's it's in line with me. Yeah, the general story, but I definitely. Deserved a, a few ticks higher for uh, the BJ mm. story. Where am I? Mash 477. So you're going to be just fine. 477. Right. Is Marilyn here yet? Uh, no, no, uh, no. But uh, let's put it this way: she is expected. Huh. Everyone seems to know she's coming. It's a good thing it's not a military secret. I've been thinking about this. A star of her magnitude, not to mention tism, deserves a really buffo reception. Pierce, that's where you come in. Me? You're witty, suave, you lean toward handsome, and I'm putting you in charge of Operation Bombshell. Wait, uh, no, no. Uh, I can't think of a more appropriate choice for a very important job. Uh, Colonel, I don't really think it's such a great idea. As a matter of fact, it's... No time for false modesty. This is big. General Schwerin himself is giving up three days of r and in Tokyo to meet Double M. The least we can do is make everybody's trip Worth the mileage. I'll give it all the effort it deserves. All right, so I've got the behind the scenes. So the title refers to the 1950s term for a beautiful woman, a bombshell such as Marilyn Monroe and a Rita Hayworth. <laughs> we should you, we should bring that bring that word back bombshell? and get I, get told uh, off. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's not PC. Come on. Hey, uh, hey, look, Jason Statham. He's a bombshell. Let's get let's get it in. If we, That's if we right. cover all aspects, we can't That's go wrong. Right. There we go. <laughs> Uh, all right. Roxbury is one of 23 official neighborhoods of Boston used by the city for neighborhood services coordination. The city states that Roxbury serves as the heart of black culture in Boston. Roxbury was one of the first towns founded in the Massachusetts Bay Colony in 1630 and became a city in 1846 before being annexed to Boston on January 5th, 1868. That's a nice bit of history there. I, I do lo- I do love a bit of history. Yeah, I like that. Uh, when Hawkeye calls 20th Century Fox Studios to talk to Marilyn Monroe, he pretends to be Ted Williams of the Boston Red Sox. During his charade, he tells Miss Panama on the phone that he loved playing for the fans in left field, after which time she supposedly hangs up on him because he had made an error about the position that Ted Williams had played. In fact, Ted Williams was a left fielder, making Hawkeye correct. <laughs> okay. All right. And then uh, we have a continuity error. BJ is going out fishing when they pick up some wounded. The second wounded can't be roped up while the helicopter's under fire. The chopper is hit in the oil cooler and smoke billows from the engine. In the next shot, smoke is gone. Yeah, I noticed that. When landing at the 4077, the chopper is smoking again. Yeah, well, that's because, you you know, you, you can't have <laughs> the smoke when it's flying, can you? Come true, on, true. people. All right. uh, even, even in modern helicopters with improved noise insulation, passengers and flight crew cannot speak to one another without the benefit of a headset. In the 1950s era Bell H-13 helicopter, it would be impossible for BJ and the pilot to have a conversation without a headset while the chopper is in operation. Well, that's yeah. never stopped the it never stopped it in over the eleven years that's, that's been true. going. That's true. <laughs> uh, it's called TV magic. 
Um, TV magic. <laughs> Margaret says that Ted Williams' return to the U.S. is due to the 311th Fighter Squadron being pulled from the war. Williams flew with the VMF 311, a Marine unit, and the 311th Fighter Squadron was an Air Force unit known as the 311th Fighter Bomber Squadron during the war. Okay, so generally saying she got her things mixed up because there is no 311th. Well, there is. There's 300. Well, look, there's a lot of 311th <laughs> going on there. I think I think we could I think we could safely say we don't need to talk about the 311th ever again. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, why I, that's, that's why I gave this one to you, but I unfortunately had to read it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so the next one that I get to read, um, the chopper pilot is referred to as Lieutenant Pryor, when in fact the bar on his cap is that of a warrant officer. Ooh, okay. Mm, all right. And our last one here, Charles said it was 75000 and they sold Babe Ruth to the Navy. Babe Ruth died in July of 1948, which was two years before the war started. So I guess it's hard to sell someone who's dead. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, it depends. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe it. The colonel wants a giant Welcome Marilyn banner in the compound. And he wants a reviewing stand so she can see the troops. And then he wants bunting hung in post-op. Oh, what a shame. And the Korean Kresge's just closed for the decade. I'd be a tad more sympathetic, Charles. When this rumor was born, you were one of the physicians in attendance. Yeah, but now the patient has grown and is doing quite well on its own. In short, as Aristotle said, tough noogies. Yeah, well, try these noogies on for size. I have so much to do, I'm going to tell the colonel I need to appoint an assistant. You. Well, I will disappoint me. I have no intention of wasting my time preparing for the arrival of someone who I know is not arriving. Oh, fine, good. Then you tell the colonel how you know she's not arriving. And he'll tell his friend General Schwerin, and the general will be delighted to find out who set up this wild goose chase. The one who made him give up three fun-filled days in Tokyo. All right, all right. Just how far are you prepared to continue this sham? And without Marilyn Monroe, all you're going to have is bunting. Charles, relax. Just go along with this for a while, then I know exactly what I'm going to do. What? Think of something to do. Okie dokie then. Well, here's a fun fact, and we've got this again from Facebook at 21CF MASH TV. Uh, Walter Dishell, MASH's medical consultant, whose job was to provide medical and dialogue accuracy. The writers would give him the meter, uh, the cadence of the dialogue, and he would insert the correct terminology so it would fit. He dealt mostly with trauma, but occasionally had to figure out a disease. He also had to make sure that the medical knowledge was accurate for the early 1950s. Every script went through five full passes of revisions, inspections, before being shot. And even then, when shooting, Dishell would often be consulted over the telephone. Dishell also co-wrote the episode Lifetime with Alan Alda. Yep. So we, get to, we blame him when there's a, a false fact. Yeah, a techno, a techno babble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I tried to contact the 8063rd MASH. The lines are down. Look, we send i casualty reports every day. Don't all the other units do the same thing? Fine. Then is it too much to ask that you check those casualty reports to see if anyone meeting that dis... Thanks a lot, pal. You ever need a favor, don't ask. Colonel? Oh, Honeycutt, come on in. I was just giving Man of War a spit shine. I want Miss Monroe to see him with a glossy coat. <laughs> what can I do for you? I was just wondering if I could take that fishing trip I didn't take today, tomorrow. What, and Miss Marilyn? Well, actually, I'm a little more of a Rita Hayworth man. I could use the time off. 
Oh, what the hay. Boy, you've earned it. I have. Ran into your chopper pilot buddy when he was leaving. He said you're up for a medal. Oh, yeah. He was in kind of a hurry, so I didn't get the details. What'd you do? Nothing I want a medal for. Oh? Can you stop it? Well, if that's what you want, I'll head it off. Thanks. Honeycutt, anything you want to talk about? Uh, not right now, Colonel, thanks. Well, I hope you catch a bucket full. I'll be happy if I catch just one. All right, trivia time. Last episode's question. BJ arranged for the families of the 4077th personnel to have a reunion party. At what hotel was it held? And the answer is Hotel Prairie in New York City. This episode's trivia question. Radar's mouse, after taking pep pills, won a race against a marine company mouse. What was the mouse's name? And if you know <laughs> the answer to that, go ahead and email us at mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Folks, I hate to put a flat tire on your hayride, but this is a telegram all the way from Hollywood. Maybe you'd like to hear it in its own words. Dear MASH 4077, unavoidably detained in rushes, stop. Filming schedule changed, stop. Am unable to get away, stop. Oh, shoot. Feel heartsick, stop. Please give big wet kiss, to doctors who saved my cousin Whitey. Stop. Whitey. <clears throat> uh, kiss, kiss, love, love, Marilyn. Kiss, kiss, love, love. I wanted it to sound sincere. Not everybody is going to leave here empty-handed. I brought a special something along to present in front of Miss Monroe, but now she's just going to have to read about it in the Stars and Stripes like everyone else. Captain Honeycutt, front and center. You people may not be aware of it, but you have a genuine hero in your midst. Uh, General, this may not be a good time to... Uh, oh, there's no time like the present, Sherm. Captain Honeycutt, for your act of bravery and heroism under fire, I am proud to present you with the Bronze Star. You can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH4077Podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at GeekyFanboy. You can find Meds at HawkeyeMeds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching Facebook.com slash MASH4077Podcast. Or just type in MASH4077Podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to MASH 4077 Podcasts all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. If you are enjoying our podcast, consider making a donation. We have a Patreon account at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Geeky Fanboy. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. A pretty solid episode. Again. I'd say so. Yeah. We're getting really good. This this batch of episodes that we're recording is is um, really good compared to some of these, you know, the latest ones we've had. Mm. So good yeah, stuff. Yeah, it, it doesn't last. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Meds. And we'll be seeing you. I thought you might like to see this. Cernobor. 
His pulse is strong, his BP is up, he doesn't have a temperature, and best of all, he's hungry. It's fantastic. What's the big deal? You never saw somebody sit up in bed before? Well, I'll tell you the truth. Yesterday, we thought we'd have to fit you for a halo. Well, it did feel kind of weak and messed up. But when I was lying here, I heard everybody talking about Marilyn Monroe coming. And I said to myself, damn, if I'm checking out till I meet her. So, um, where is she? Uh. Corporal Sonneborn. That's me. My name's Honeycutt. Dr. Pierce told me about you. I've got something for you. A little souvenir of your stay here at Mash by the Sea. She's a bronze star. For me? It's all yours. Bronze goes good with green. Hey, thanks. Wait till I show this to my folks. Hey, Captain? Why did I get this? What did I do? Uh, let's just say it's uh, a little something we give you for getting out with your butt in one piece. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant. The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. Mash fans, now as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast, and we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world, so if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. It did not get down well. Uh, Stuart Charno plays Corporate Soon Moon. Um, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's all that we get. I love that. That's funny. <laughs> oh, dear me. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you for editing that. Well, okay. well, why does it say soon, though? Soon born. Soon. I think he's played. He's Corporal, Sh- Corporal Soon, isn't it? Is the, ca- is the character. Yeah, and he's born Stuart Jazz. Oh, I just put them together. Okay. okay. He died tragically of heart failure. He was only 33 years old. Wow, that's sad. Yeah, especially as he was only 30 years old, not 33. Oh, oh my God. What can we do again? <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> he was only 30 years old. Oh, let me do that again. Uh, I'm laughing. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. All right. <clears throat> he was only 30. Don't. Don't laugh. <laughs> it's, right, it's just the la- his last credit on there was Longtime Companion. Clearly not. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> 